Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Every year, we help thousands of people like you control their gambling. To change the way you think about gambling, call someone who gets it. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 or visit the Gambler's Help website. It is Vossie and James Magnuson this morning on the breakfast program. Brandy will be on the, I think it's 8.30 depart, uh, New South Wales heading across to Perth. So in camp there, we'll hear from Brandy on the program uh, tomorrow. And this is the Maddie Johnson Cameron Smith Hour on SEN. A big welcome to those listening through the SEN network. We have 1170 SEN here in Sydney. Uh, 1053 SEN track in Brisbane, 1620 SEN Gold Coast, SENQ on DAB Plus, and anywhere in the world on the SEN app. Matty Johns gets to say hello world. He'll do that in just a moment. But first of all, Cameron Smith, good morning to you, the goat in our Gold Coast studios. How are you doing? Good morning, fellas. How are we going? Good, Cam. I feel like a farmer this morning, Vossie, surrounded by goats. We've got the goat of the goat on the field, and then the goat of the media world in in Maddie. How good! Yeah, well, very. And Maddie comes armed with his uh, Chemist Warehouse sponsorship. You buy any Lynx product at Chemist Warehouse to support mental fitness through Gotcha for Life Foundation for Chemist Warehouse, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Maddie Johns. Uh, morning, Vossi. Morning, boys. Happy Lionel Richie Day. <laughs> yeah, happy Lionel Richie Day to you too. Um, actually, Lionel, are you there, mate? You've got him online, Lionel? Hello. Yeah, it's good to have you company. <laughs> it's, uh, it looked like you had Lionel Richie on your show last night, Matty. Was that Lionel on the couch with you? Morgan. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. He's got, he's got that great hair, Morgan Harper. Uh, he and Jason Saab, mate, what terrific guys. Jason Saab, he's got a bit of spark about him, Vossi. Yeah, he had the diamond earrings in as well. Pretty flash. Yes, it's not wrong. Swag, he had the, 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 the holes cut in the middle of the jeans. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not paying full price for a pair of jeans with the knees cut out of them. I'm a bit of a dinosaur. Um, by the way, Cameron is not in the Gold Coast studio. Um, I actually have uh, told a fib there because he's... Uh, He's in a secret location ahead of the team announcement. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Is that as far as I can go, Cameron? Are you able to say exactly where you are in a dungeon or what, what is it? Yeah, no, there's no secret location, Bossy. Um, just in camp with, uh, yeah, the Queensland squad. We're, uh, we're at uh, the beautiful Century Cove um, on the Gold Coast area. So, um, nice. Yes, the, uh, the boys have trickled in sort of across you know, the late afternoon, evening. Um, hey, yesterday. Hey, hey, hold on a second. You haven't announced your team yet, Cameron. Yeah, this is the <laughs> usual Queensland Maroons, skullduggery bullshit. Like, like we don't, you, don't no, name, no. you haven't no. named your team, so how can they be in camp? No, well, as I mentioned, the boys started rolling in. It's a squad It's a squad thus far, Vossi. So we're just waiting for, I think, oh, actually, I'm just looking off my balcony. Yeah, no, there's Billy with the selection panel. They're just uh, oh, deciding <laughs> last minute who's going to be uh, in yeah. the side, in the 17. So, um who gets an yeah. ticket? Be a strong, be a strong, uh, be a strong <laughs> Queensland side again, boys. Cam, everyone's been saying Jai Arrow to replace uh, the injured Ruben Cotter. Mm. I like Flegler. I, I think Flegler has been amazing for Brisbane this year. I reckon he'd be great in the Origin Arena. Yeah, well, mate, you, you're right, James. He's he's really impressed me. Also, you know, I've I've covered a fair few of the Broncos matches this year, and the one thing that he would bring to this Queensland side is. Um, just like his aggressive nature 
um, which Origin needs, of course, particularly when you're playing in the forwards. But he plays in an in a aggressive style of footy, particularly with, with the ball. Um, you know, he's got great leg speed. Um, he's got good late feet as well. Um, he's pretty hard to sort of get a hold of and bring down. So he's been in really good form. But also, you know, you mentioned Jai Arrow. He was a part of the 22, as was Tommy Flegler in the first game, but he was actually, um, well, he's 18th or 19th man for game one. So mm. I dare say that he's, he's probably got his nose in front at this stage. Um, you know, whether or not that's the case, I think we're going to find out pretty soon. But, um, you know, any, any one of those two could, could do a really good job um, for Queensland. And, you know, I know that, that Bill and the rest of the coaching staff would be really confident with either of those two plays in the side. So you're just sitting there, you've got no idea which way. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. No, no. Absolutely, not. Absolutely not. Now, Matty Johns, New South Wales uh, to the core. Uh, Cessnock, born and bred. Seven changes. New South Wales. I mean, did that mm. just on the number, not, not, don't worry about the personalities. The number of changes, seven. Did that get you by surprise? Uh, a, a little bit. You know what, Vossi, not so much. You know, I, you know, I know people say, you know, you pick a side and stick through, throughout the series, but if there's obvious changes that need to be made after game one, then, yeah, you've got to, you've got to make them. I'm, I'm still still blown away there's no Josh Adokar. That really surprised mm. me, given yep. his form in the last two weeks. How he responded to his non-selection, combined with what he's done in the past, that, that really surprised me. Uh, good to see Jay Trevojevic back in the side. Looked strong side. Um, bottom line is it'll come down to the last five minutes, most probably. <laughs> yeah. Cam, do you reckon Kalen uh, Ponga will be having a few sleepless nights in the lead-up, knowing that Matt Burton's been picked? <laughs> yeah, with his towering bombs, yeah. I think you're referring to there, yeah. um, James. Yeah, oh, look, I don't think so. I think you know, with Matt Burton being there, um, he'll definitely be in, in the 17. I still feel as though you know, Cleary will be, will be doing the majority of the kicking. Yeah, um, yeah he, he's their main man. He's their go-to playmaker. Um, it might be a little bit hard. If, if Burton is to play in the centres, you know, it might be a little bit hard for him to get a hold of the ball. I think... I think at some stage, if they need something, though, if they need like a big torpy bomb or a big floater to go up, he, he, may, he may come in and, and have a kick. But on the most part, it'll be Cleary. And I thought we did, that was probably a strong part of Queensland's game in, in game one was, was trying to take some, some time away from, from Nathan Cleary. I don't know what, what your thoughts are there, Matty, as, as a half. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think that was probably oh, yeah. one of the strong suits of Queensland in game one. I, I think that was one of the... You know, one of the main cornerstones of your success, you know, winning that ruck area and being able to get to Nathan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the bottom line, isn't it, Smithy? Like, you can have you can have the best halfback in the world, but the bottom, but if, mm. if, you, if you're not given any time and space and room to move and not presenting anything in the defence line as far as, you know, a bit of opportunity, you know, that, that's you're nullified. So, yeah, that's the thing. I think Freddie will go away, you know, and rather than say, you know, we're going to protect Nathan and give him more, you know, um, buy more time. The bottom line is you've just got to get forward. You've got to play the ball quick. You know, mm. you blokes won that ruck area so convincingly in game one. One player uh, that's in the squad that, um, you know, it, it, Freddie apparently has said at the airport, you know, he wanted that aggression off the bench. He's almost sort of shown his cards that Talakai is going to be in the 17. See for Talakai, Matty, you'd, mm. you'd throw him straight in as a bench player, would you? Yeah, Vossi, I, I, look, I... Um, I think it was good selection. So I, I actually think I, I thought in game one that there was 
um, there was just a lot of talk coming out of New South Wales that I thought was reactive. You know, like, um, you know, they're going to pick uh, Yasuo and Cobo and, you know, uh, and Xavier Coates on the wing. So, geez, you know, maybe we have to pick guys that are tall. Like, you know, there was a little bit of that going on. Where in, mm. in previous successful series, Freddie's just gone out and picked the best side and said, right, I try to stop mm. us. So Talakai, I like the selection because it, it's yeah, it's been aggressive. It, it, it's that um, X factor. If you need something, you bring him off the bench and he can wind up and you know even just create a little bit of space like we were talking about before for Nathan because he's really good winding up through that middle field. All right, well, that's a little bit on uh, origin selection. Now, in this first segment, did want to get on the Logies with you. Now, Matty, you're an old hand when it comes to the Logies. You know, how many of you want, Matty? How many... Yeah, you have any you know, more oh, than Dally M's on the five. shelf? You've got a few, haven't you? Yeah. Five. <laughs> That's right. Five. Yeah. Um, the actual <laughs> night itself, the listeners are obliged to know that it's actually a bludger for night, isn't it? It can be an absolute bludger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be there horrendous. Night, horrendous, yes. Oh, horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Shocking night. Shocking yeah. night. Honestly, you, you get in there, you're out, the, you're out there at the side having a, you know, on the drink, and they're trying to force you on the inside, they're trying to say, "Come on, get in there," because trying to make you know, make it look uh, atmospheric, if that's even possible. But oh, mate, just what a bludger of a night! <laughs> and then they lock you in. They they lock the doors so you can't get yeah. out. Yeah, you can't yeah. get out. It's like you're being held hostage. <laughs> I know you're sitting in the middle of one of those long speeches, and there's nowhere to escape. <laughs> yeah. Did you see uh, Bruce McAvaney inducted into the Hall of Fame? Look. I, James, I didn't watch it, mate. I, yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, I couldn't bring. If I wasn't going to watch it live, I certainly wasn't going to watch it on the box. <laughs> I, I had to find, uh, I had to find Vossi this morning and show him the uh, the footage of Bruce McAvaney dancing. Have you seen that one? The oh one? no, you haven't seen it. Oh. It's disturbing. I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure Fletcher oh, yes. Mindy would have dug that up. Surely. He, yes. was, he was dancing on it was stage last night. Wrist grabbing. Yeah, yeah, the risk having. No, no, no. He was. This is a this is a promo he did for Channel Seven Racing about oh, a year right. ago, and he was dancing to Daft Punk's "One More Time." We've just got one clip of him singing here. Listen <laughs> to this. This is Bruce McAvaney. One more time. That's that's the kind of bloke you want when you're at a karaoke joint. You know you know your next stop, and he's up there seeing you go. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> but, great, but great Logie stories of the past, uh, Maddie. I know you've spent a bit of time with Reg Reagan over the years, and. Um, yeah. Did Reg not have a bit of a run-in with Kerry O'Brien one year, famously? This yeah, was back in the yeah, footy yeah. show days. Well, Kerry O'Brien didn't take lightly, lightly to being... Was it interviewed in the, um, in the toilets yeah. or thereabouts? Yeah, followed him into the toilets. He didn't see a funny side of it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. Jeez, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that used to be event, mate. I, I remember I was threatened about four or five times with different people as <laughs> yeah. Reg back over the years. It was a bloke from Neighbours who wanted to fight Reg. Remember that <laughs> lunatic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, I, I got to say, oh, the, people don't realise too that I, I've had personal experience of this. The, the the lone time that I went up on stage, we won a logie with the footy show, and there's seat fillers. So that when you go up to receive an award, there's people lurking in the dark around the walls and they're dressed to the nines and they take your seat. So I'm sitting at a table with you know, no Mark way. Taylor and, and you know, 
uh, Fatty, and, you know, all, all greats around the table, Channel 9 people. And we go up to get the award. It was Fatty, myself, Wendell Saylor who went up to, to accept the award. So the three seat fillers rush in to the table. And we go up on stage and we do our little speech, you know, thank you. And then we go at the back for the photos. Matty, you know what it's like. You go to a, a press conference. No one asks any questions of Fatty at all. And, um, and then I said to Fatty, do we have to go back to our chair? And he said, no. I said, well, I'm going to go to the... It was at the Crown. So I said, well, I'm going to go play blackjack. He said, good, good as gold. So my seat filler <laughs> was sitting at the table with Mark, next to Mark Taylor, you know, former Australian cricket captain, for the rest of the night. Had to sit there for the next two hours oh, yeah. while I played blackjack at, oh. at the casino. What about that? That's an interesting yeah, protocol. How do you get that the job? Outbreaks. Yeah, well, anyway. Um, uh, Hamish Blake, do you know what program he's on, Matty? Oh. It's a quiz. <laughs> it's a <Hamish>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a no. <laughs> no. It's, from, it's from one of your famous quotes, Matty, after yep. a premiership. Yeah. Good oh, oh. The Lego show. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Lego yeah. Masters. <laughs> yeah. You got the yeah. gold bogey for yeah, Lego yeah. Masters. Mate there, were, mate, there were people watching watching the Logies. You get there every single year and you watch it and you go, my God, I can't believe that bloke's still alive. I thought he was going <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rove McManus, did he get an award? Because I know you're a big fan of Rove. Uh, he won a gold medal yeah, previously, yeah. Matty. You're a big fan of the year he won. He got up and did a bit of a... Uh, he gave a, um, an award out, got up and did a little repertoire. <laughs> Still got his good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, now, back away from the Logies. Cameron, just on um, Queensland, we all know New South Wales are flying over at 8.30 today. What's the schedule for the Queensland side and um, the logistics of... Uh, of an origin camp in Perth. Yeah, well, it's a difficult one, boys. Like, this is a really short turnaround. So, um, we had three players in our squad play yesterday. They've all pulled up okay from reports. We've yet to have a look at them this morning. But, yeah, it's a bit of a short one. So, if you throw the travel in, it's a five-hour trip over from, from Brizzy over to Perth. So, you pretty much wipe that day. So, it's really about a lot of recovery um, sort of today and tomorrow. We'll try and get a, a solid session in Wednesday. Um, and then we're, we're going to actually head over um, Thursday afternoon, uh, get ourselves over to Perth and, and settled in before the game on Sunday night. And really just once we get over there, Friday and Saturday, if we can get an opportunity to get out to the stadium, just get the boys familiar with, with the ground out there. Obviously, it's, a, it's not the rectangular stadium that they usually play on. It's the round one. Um, the AFL ground, so it's going to be a little bit different. Um, there's probably there's probably half a dozen guys or, or half of our squad that haven't played on a sort of a round oval before, so a mm. little little bit different. It's it's it is quite different once you get out there and and you sort of the bearings. You need to get your bearings because the you know the, the fences and the crowd are so far away from the field. You sort of lose where the where the where the paint is. The sidelines are sometimes. So just getting them familiar with that and. Um, yeah, just because we're in such a hectic part of the year, um, Vossi, we're just trying to get them over there as, as healthy as possible and have them as energetic as we can come Sunday night because we know we know that the Blues are going to be better. So it's we need to be better as well. We can't rely on sort of waiting to get the game three and, and knowing that it's in Brisbane and, you know, hopefully you know, we're going to be at our best there in front of our home crowd. We, we want to try and play as best we can here and, and try and wrap up the series in the second game. What time, Cam, is the game being played in Perth to be on it's prime si- time? 
Yeah, it's six o'clock local time over there, six. James. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that that makes it eight o'clock back over here in in the eastern um, states. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a bit of an earlier one, earlier yeah. one for them. So um, yeah, the, like I said, it's really important we get over there and just get familiar with the time change. I know it's minimal; it's only two hours, but it can sort of muck about with their preparation and their sleep times on game day. So yeah, um, it's a pretty awkward time just around like meals. So you'd have. I guess mm. a late lunch or a, a really early dinner. Like, well, what would you have done preparation-wise for a 6 p.m. game? Yeah, well, I actually didn't mind the earlier game. I don't know what Muddy thinks about this, but I actually didn't mind the the earlier game. Like the kickoff now, when you're playing out here for Origins, like 8 p.m. That's that's yeah, really that's late. late. Yeah, yeah. Especially especially I remember in my last couple of years, like I was I was ready to put the slippers on and have a cup of tea by 8, p- <laughs> 8 p.m. But uh, <laughs> but um, um, it's. I think they'll probably enjoy this 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 opportunity to play a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, so could you so guys eat? You and Maddie, could you eat a meal before a, a state of origin, or too nervous? I I used to before even just club games, James. I struggled to eat, just eat minimal. I used to. I, there was nothing worse, right? And you you'd know this, James. There is nothing worse when you're about to, in our instance, in the sheds. You know, you're pulling the socks on and you are actually starving and you're hungry and someone yeah. walks into mm. the sheds with a pie and just walks past. <laughs> like, you, you know, like you just... Joey, Joey walks past uh, with a pie. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a little thing. Like, I'm, I'm with Cameron. I, I like the early start for a couple of reasons. Um, you sort of, you know, you basically get up, get out of bed, uh, have a shower and you head to the ground. But, you know, there's not sort of sitting around, and, you know, chewing juice with nervous energy. Mm. But the other thing mm. is just the nature of day football. And that's why I love the six o'clock start at Perth. There's mm. not a heavy dew on the ground. It's a fast yeah. track. And you can see the boys can push the ball around the park. It makes it so much better game. I, I would absolutely love, fellas, for one of the origins every year to be a day game. Like this game, even if it's this one, you know, it might not line up with times, but I just think a, a day state of origin would be spectacular. That is yeah. a good shout. That is a good shout. Matty John's here for Chemist Warehouse. Uh, Cameron Smith actually will have to leave us after 8.30 because he's got that high-powered meeting there. The uh, the skullduggery will start. They'll plan out what virus the players are going to have later in the week. There'll be monkeypox and whatever. So there's a lot to discuss in the Queensland camp. So Cameron will only be with us till 8.30. It's 22 after 8. Matty Johns is here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. By any links product at Chemist Warehouse to support mental fitness through Gotcha for Life Foundation. Cameron Smith on location with the Queensland uh, Origin squad as well and will be leaving us in a few minutes' time. Cameron, just we're obliged to ask you out of the weekend of footy uh, just gone by. And we've got James Magnuson here who's, you know, Bulldogs fan fanatic. I mean, can you believe what you've seen the last week? The, the, the turnaround, the Bulldogs, 70 points in two weeks, a side that could only average nine points a game through the first ten rounds. Yeah, it's been quite remarkable, hasn't it? And it, all it needed was just that, that victory um, a week earlier just to give them that confidence. And it's funny, isn't it funny in, in rugby league how a team that has struggled to get any type of victories or look like winning, when they get one, they can jag another one. The West Tigers did it earlier in the year, didn't they? Yep, when they got they two did. big scalps in a row. And it's just it's really just having that, that feeling of, of winning again and, and understanding how to how to fine points so you know I've, I've, I was really happy for the Bulldogs that they've got two in a row interesting thing for me boys is thinking about well Mick Potter is the well he's considered what the interim coach at the moment caretaker coach 
if they continue to put together some good performances, does he keep the job for next year? Well, I, I reckon, Cameron, for just a little bit of stability, you, you give Mick 12 months. You just go, yeah. mate, 12-month deal, there you go. And, mate, he'd yeah. take it with, with both hands. And he's, he is doing a really, really good job. And I know you've got to be careful with an interim coach because he comes in and oftentimes there's a bit of a sugar hit, bush, mm. and all of a sudden mm. he gets a full-time job and things start to subside again. But... Geez, I, well, at the moment, it doesn't appear as though I mean, things might change. That Cameron Seraldo will take the job. So wow. why not Mick? Why not Mick Potter? Surely mm, yeah. is not going to go to the Tigers. Surely. Well, he might. Well, I, he might. Five years. My, my gut feel is, I think he'll do a Fitzy, and just. Hey. And I said on the show last night, in my opinion, if Cameron Seraldo doesn't take the Tigers' job, the man for the job there is Sean Wayne. The Englishman. I think he'd do an outstanding job. Okay, Sean Wayne, there you go. Uh, Cameron, have a great week. Um, First of all, starting in Queensland, and as you've revealed today, not going over to Perth until Thursday, but we uh, look forward to hearing you on air throughout the week and indeed back here next Monday. Have a great week. Good luck to the Queenslanders. Thank you, fellas. Have a good week. Good Good luck with those mystery viruses. Uh, Matty Johns then becomes the goat and the moat in the last half hour. Give him a call, (laughs) send in a text. He'll answer all your questions on absolutely anything. Rove, anything. Thank you, Adam. Yes, we've had our first uh, winner today going in the draw for that great promotion. Uh, absolute VIP stuff for Game 3 of the Origin Series. Uh, Matty John's here for the last half hour, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. And uh, the deal at the moment, buy any links product at Chemist Warehouse to support mental fitness through Gotcha for Life Foundation. Uh, what I will say to Matty, we finished the last half hour, Cameron Smith just touching on the Bulldogs. Gee, if they're the good story... Sorry, Matty, I have to talk about Newcastle again. Oh, yeah. boy. What's, yes. um, I just have to ask you about a play. Anthony Milford, you've signed. You're almost man of the match in a grand final. You're leading by four. Two minutes to play. Chip over the top inside your own half. Please yeah. explain. Where's your head yeah, at? That's, well, that's two things here. One, you can say, well, it's, it's, it's just lack of tactical awareness. That, you know, the understanding what, play, you know, where that ball needs to go at the end of a set. But also I think, because Milf hasn't played a lot of football, I think it's a bit of mental fatigue as well. You know, oftentimes you get there and you say, um, you know, why would a person do that? Well, it's fatigue and often and, and fatigue mixed with a bit of pressure makes you do silly things. But a man of his experience there, he'll look back at that and he must, this morning, just go, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Adam O'Brien um, has come from great coaching systems. Decent result last year for the Knights. Do you think he'd be under pressure at the moment at, at the Knights? Oh, I'd say there's a little bit, James. I think without a doubt. I think anyone towards that, you know, that bottom end, there, there's pressure. Um, I, you know, it's with with the Knights. Yeah, he's he's done really well the last two seasons to get into the finals. However, they've always, they've got there, but they've never looked like anything like a contender, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, I don't want yeah. to say the fact that the, you know, he's filling up the numbers, but they didn't look like a, like a, I suppose you'd say that a finals team that was going to get in there and going to shake things up a little bit. So that was the, ne- the next step for the club and yep. for the team. They haven't been able to do it. And you can see the confidence is, is eroded away. Uh, you can see with Adam and the press conferences, he's running out of, he's trying to find solutions. Uh, nothing, Nothing's, well, I was just saying nothing's working. There's stuff that's working. But yesterday they lost that game. They lost that game. Basically, um, 
it was I put it down almost to that they're not used to winning football games. If you know what I mean, they're yeah. in a losing habit at the moment. And when mm. you're in that losing habit, honestly, or when you're in a winning habit, you look up at the clock. It doesn't matter what the scoreboard saying. You always think Cowboys, you're a chance. Hey? Yes, perfect that's example. Right. Yep, you got confidence and you look up and you actually remember the times some of the sides I played in, and we're down, we're down ten points with about six minutes to go, and I'm saying, oh, this is, I just can't wait to see how we're going to win this one. That's that's how you think. You go, we're going to win, but you know, I'm curious to see how we're going to pull it out of the bag, and invariably you do. And other times when the confidence is low, you look up on the clock and you're leading by. Yeah, you're leading by 10 points and there's five minutes to go and you go, God, mate, we've just got to hang on here. You know, just don't make a mistake. And so, you know, and suddenly you're on the slippery slide. That's where they are. That's that's where they are. And there's a, a number of sides like that. But, yeah, yesterday, they after working back, getting up 18-14, they threw that away. So, yeah, James, I've gone the long way around. I've gone through, around the Cape of Good Hope. <laughs> but, yes, there is pressure on Adam. Yeah. Uh, now, listen, just an update on the U.S. Golf Open quickly because we're down to the last hole. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Paul Gow's, you know, Smokey, is six under, leader by one. Scheffler has finished in the clubhouse at five under. Zalatoris playing alongside Fitzpatrick is five under. So Fitzpatrick, um, par might be good enough to win the U.S. Open. He is a serious talent. Matt Fitzpatrick there, final round of the U.S. Open. Now, Matt, are you through just before the news? You threw in the name Sean Wayne as what yep. the Tigers need uh the england coach yep. um I, I i sort of think he could have been a character in the movie lock stock and two speaking yes. barrels when i was spoken to shane i love talking footy with him when i have well his um, cousin john did a few um westerns yes. himself so yes maddie john's john wayne impersonation legendary but but why sean wayne maddie uh, it's a coaching combination. I tell you what happened when he, when Michael Maguire was at Wigan, he had success first up. The second year, after the end of the second year or the third year, I'm trying to think of how long he was there for. He came back to South, but the side had sort of slipped back a little bit, uh, and he came in on the back of Michael Maguire and the work that he did and had enormous success. And talking to a number of guys over there um, who played under him at that time, just can't wrap him enough. They said he was he was really sound tactically, but he gave the players a lot of belief. Um, he's got empathy, which I think is is crucial for a coach. Uh, and so I think that, like, and I said this last night, Michael Maguire has educated this playing group very, very well. Right? Uh, what they lack, they lack a couple of, of quality players. They're getting a bit of quality next year, but what they lack is belief. He's given the he's given them the smarts. They know how to play football. But they just, he can't unlock the belief. Now, if you go back to with us at the Knights in the early 90s, we were coached by David Waite, who was a fantastic educator. But suddenly he took us as far as he could. You know, we had really bad back half of the year in 94, and they sacked him and they brought in Malcolm Reilly, an Englishman, hard man Englishman again. And Malcolm, he was just, what he could do was unlock the belief. And Sean Wayne, he's a real man's man. Like he, um, you know, he's been around football his whole life. I, I think he would be. I think he'd be great for the Tigers, and he can handle pressure. That's a crucial one. Look, like what we're seeing with assistant coaches, boys. For all intents and purposes, they're the perfect man for the job, but unfortunately, they get the job, and the pressure starts, and you know, and they struggle with it because they're not they're not used to it. That's what separates. That's what separates the best from the rest, as far as coaching is concerned: the ability to absorb pressure.
All right, let's get to some questions from the uh, listeners because there's a, there's a million there, Maddie. You're going to have to answer this one first up. It's on Appy Coruscant. Now, uh, this claim here, guys, Brandy is a big fibber. As I'm sure, I'm sure I heard him say last week there'll only be one or two changes to the blue side. Now, if Damien Cook is having an outstanding game and stays on the field, where will Appy play? They, they're talking about Appy being, you know, 14, number 14. Can you use two hookers? I mean, Queensland, dude. You know, Hunt yeah. and, and Grant, yeah. New South Wales, tap um, into the same? Yeah, you, you, I've seen him before sort of play out of the dummy half area, and he's he's got a good running game. He's a ducker and data, Appy. But look, Vossi, I even think if if Damien Cook is having a great game, I still think they'll give him some breathing space. Because, you, you know, you, I, I reckon a little bit with Cook is that when Cook starts to do too much work, and particularly in the, in the speed of a state of origin game, he, lose that, he loses that explosiveness. So I, I think that I think he'll get a rest. I think after about 25 minutes, they'll bring Appy on. He'll do a bit of uh, groundwork, and they'll bring Cook on not long after half time, and that'll allow him to sort of maintain some petrol in the tank you know, during during the important minutes. Now the Polish pirate from uh, Kiraville, uh, high Vossi missile goats. Uh, do you reckon Burton is in the team with a roaming license in attack, a la Tommy Turbo? P.S. Happy Lionel Richie Day. Of course, you're happy Lionel mm, Richie Day. Yeah. Um, Burton, he, do you have him in that category, the, the Tom Turbo role where he was bobbing up anywhere? Oh, look, he's capable of it, Vossi. I, I think Burton, like Burton, we spoke about this last night, he could play 13, he could play one. We've seen him play in the halves. Yeah, like if I was, if I was coaching Burton, I know, you know, you, you you just don't want him nailed down on that left edge and just playing in that 10-metre corridor. You know, I'd, you'd say to Matty, listen, if the ball's coming towards your side and you look up and there's nothing on, feel free to sweep to the other side, you know, and work with work with your, um, you know, the opposite centre. Because, you know, that's what we've seen with Tommy and, and Latrell. Well, you know, he hasn't got Tommy's speed. Uh, but, mate, he's a, he's a really smart player. And it's a good selection because of the combinations that you got there. You know, Luai and Burton, um, mate, they've played a lot of top-line football together. So that, that combination's a, that's a strong one. Could you play almost like a rugby side and have an inside-outside tenor? Him an inside-tenor well, feeding ball? Well, James, isn't that funny? Like, they, I, I've often thought that. There was there was the argument a few, few years ago where Latrell was... was Keen to move to fullback. I remember he was at the Roosters because he was being nailed down on the left-hand side of the field. Um, but I think there is when you've got a great player like a Tom Travojevic and a Latrell, you just don't want them nailed down on one side of the field. And you see Mal Meninga when Mal played. Mal, you know, for all his size and power, he was such an intelligent player and had good skill. But you would watch him. And if he would look on his side of the field and nothing was happening, he'd sweep to the other side and link out with guys like Bradley Clyde. You know, just using a little bit of vision and playing a little unorthodox. And, and you're right, James, that, that feeds into the inside-outside centre. Like in the old days, if you go uh, Sterling you know, to Kenny and they just whip across that back line. You know, Michael Cronin onto Ella. It's... Um, I think, it's, I think it's a really good tactic, and it leads itself to sort of, you know, mismatches, centres against back rowers. Yeah, there's a few centres in the NRL that would suit that. Like a, I always watch the Roosters, and when Joey Manu plays fullback, he looks a million bucks. But then on the weekend against Parramatta, when the game was in the balance, I thought he's just not getting his hands on the ball enough. He's another one, I reckon, yeah. that inside centre would suit him down to a T. Yes. Yeah, setting up you know, shapes on the field or you know, get laying... 
marks on the field, that lateral marks, to, to let him get around to the other side. And particularly a bloke like Manu and a bloke like Burton, who've got good hands too, which would uh, it make, make him very, very dangerous. All right, coming up on the show after the break, the birthday game. We'll take your questions on the text line, 0457736736. We'll also be asking for your pull-up-your-socks nominations. Who needs to pull up their socks after the weekend for Underworks? And we head to a break. We are here for Brighton's lawyers as well. The lawyers supporting you in your time of need. The best legal advice, 1-800-848-848 is their number. And I can report, Matt, Fitzpatrick is the US Open champion, the 27-year-old Englishman who won at the course, won the US Amateur. Years back, he now wins by one. Will Zalatoris had a birdie putt on the last that only just missed. And I mean only just missed. Uh, it finishes one behind, as does Scheffler. But Matt Fitzpatrick, tipped here by Paul Gow on this program last Thursday morning, has won the US Open. Can I just say, Vossi, I haven't really been following, to be honest. I'm more of a uh, Greg Norman and the Saudi comp um, <laughs> supporter. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm into that oil money. I don't watch this uh, PGA stuff anymore. That's the Vossi. Yeah, Vossi. <laughs> Vossi, talking about tips. Now, I don't know if yep. people backed it on the weekend. I finished... The radio show on Friday, Morning Glory. Webby usually did, does a tip. He was in a fluster and said, I haven't got one. So I tipped Ipswich, race seven, number seven, in the Ipswich Cup Smart Meteor, which collected and paid $25 on the weekend. Ooh, no. Yes. Race seven, number seven. At Ipswich. Um, yep, declared it. And written by Brock <laughs> Ryan and got up 25 bucks. Wow. I know, wow. absolute bludger on the pun on the weekend. That's amazing. Now, um, boys, uh, for Bailey Ladders, uh, we should be talking about the ladder in the NRL after round 15. Bailey Ladders works I trusted for over 60 years, but if you're not aware, Panthers now four points clear um, and six points clear of the Cowboys, eight points clear of the Broncos, Sharks and Eels. And what about the gap between the Panthers and last year's grand finalist, the Rabbitohs? It is 12 points through 15 <sighs> rounds. The gap to the Roosters is, you know, 14 points. Sea Eagles, 14 points off the lead. I mean, it is massive how well the Panthers are going, how, you know, sort of moderately these sides that have been heavyweights are going. Rabbitohs, Roosters, Sea Eagles. I joked at the top of the program that I've, I've got a top eight with only seven teams in it this year. And, of course, down the bottom end of the ladder, Bulldogs are up to eight alongside the Tigers and the Warriors. Titans sitting last on six. For Bailey Ladders, bringing safety and efficiency to the work site for over 60 years. That is the latest uh, ladder. By the way, Queensland, now, there you go, Cameron Smith. It's in. He goes off. The Queensland team is in. 22-man squad for game two. Matty, I'll get a quick reaction on this one. Uh, their squad is Ponga, Cobbo, Holmes, Gagai, Taolungi is there, expected to start five. Munster, Cherry Evans, Collins, Hunt, Papalihi, Capewell, Kafusi, Fasil Malawi, Reserves, Grant, Arrow, Carrigan, Nanai in that order. And then the extras are Dearden, Flegler, Bo Firma from the Titans. Mm. Corey Oates has got a recall. And Reese Walsh is in the 22. Matty Johns. That's the 22 great. for Queensland. Great Thoughts? side. Always. Oh, oh, great side. Great side. As is New South Wales one. This will this will be a really fast game. I think it will be plenty of points. Um, Nanai is going to be a big weapon. Nanai has got such a... Mate, he has amazing... He has an amazing feel for the game, Jeremiah Nanai. Like the second half against Manly, he just he was unstoppable at times. And he's just got the knack of being in the right place at the right time just about all of the time, which shows what a 
just a great pure footballer he is. But great side. It'll be it'll be a great game over there in Perth. Yeah, so Talangi on debut. He will get the wing spot with uh, Oates in the squad. Now for Underworks to finish the program, uh, pull up your socks. All day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. James, did you have someone, a nomination from the weekend? Pull, pull up, up your socks. Oh, I'd go with Brandy. Uh, he yeah, came up with call. a new turn of phrase that I heard uh, for the first time in the Bulldogs game yesterday. Let's see if we've got audio of that. Can the Tigers possibly come up with a try before half-time and level it up? That that would that would knock the pants out of the dogs. Knock the pants out of the dogs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> pants oh. out of the dogs. Any nomination? Pull up your socks, Matty. Oh, look, we've gave we've given Newcastle a bit of a uh, a rough up, so they've been done. Oh, mate, Titans again. Yeah. Titans again. You know, yeah. it's just. You know, uh, there's been so much going on with the Dogs and the Tigers. It's overshadowed what a disastrous season it's been for the Titans. Just been a complete disaster. Sitting bottom of the ladder, having played finals football last year. Matty, that's it for you today. Uh, You're Uh in for a big week, uh, both on Fox League and here on SEN, mate. Always a pleasure having you on the program, Old Seed. Uh, Thank you, Old Cock, and uh, thank you, James. (laughs) Lionel Richie, how old was he, by the way, today? Uh, Lionel Richie, 71. Ooh, James? Uh, I'll go 73. 73 is correct. All right, then oh, I'll well give you done. a chance to get it back. How old's Nicole Kidman, Matty, for double points? No, Nicole, Nicole Kidman's Kidman. birthday. Yes. I'll say 58. Oh, it's so hard, these ones, when they've had that much work done. I'm going to go... <laughs> oh, steady on. I'm going to go 55. <laughs> 55 it is. Oh, it's a knockout. Oh, yes. There you go. Two, oh, James Magnuson. Sorry, Matty, you don't get a third crack. No problem. Have a great week. Good on you guys. There we go. Matty Johns for Chemist Warehouse. Buy any links product at Chemist Warehouse to support mental fitness through Gotcha for Life Foundation at six and a half to nine. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.